Welcome to The Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. The show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup. Communities of color have been disproportionately affected throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. Now an analysis from the National Women's Law Center finds that Black, Asian, and Latina women will be most at risk when pandemic eviction protections end. Sarah Hasmer at the NWLC tells me they are struggling with everything from rent to feeding their families. That conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The latest analysis was in May and found that nearly 4 million women, about 14.6% of women who rent in the United States, reported that they were behind on their rent payment. And unfortunately, those rates go up for women of color. So among renters, about 23% of Black non-Hispanic women about 20% of Asian non-Hispanic women and about 17.6% of Latina women uh, reported being behind on their rent in May. And I actually just pulled the latest top line census poll survey data. Um, I I can't give race and gender, but just top line, uh, actually 4.2 million women reported being behind on their rent for June 9th through 21. And so what we're seeing is that, sadly, the COVID-19 pandemic is still disproportionately impacting women, particularly women of color. We know that women have lost a net of nearly 4.2 million jobs since February 2020. If things keep going at the current pace, it would take about 13 months of job gains at May's level to to recover all those jobs. Meanwhile, several states are eliminating critical pandemic unemployment assistance. Child care is still hard to access, and not all jobs are offering a safe work environment. So the pandemic is far from over for quite a number of people. I was actually just about to ask you that because I can see some listeners twisting their faces going, well, this is all over, right? People are going back to work. But Black women and Asian women and Latina women have been dealing with this at a higher level than many others during this whole pandemic, right? Is that is that the reason behind that they are running behind on rent and mortgages for that matter? Absolutely. And then we can't forget there are the loss of employment income that women of color have, have faced during this pandemic. But also, we conducted some analysis with the National Low-Income Housing Coalition based on 2019 data and found that um, women of color were particularly more likely than white non-Hispanic men to be spending 30% or more and some, many, even 50% or more of their income on housing. And so 
when you combine the severe cost burden that so many of these families are placing, and then their income sources get taken away, that just compounds the the eviction crisis that we were facing even before the pandemic. How is this affecting their ability to feed their families and get children into childcare? Our research team also analyzed the food insecurity rates. And and for that, um, Black non-Hispanic women and Latinas face higher rates of food insufficiency. Asian non-Hispanic women don't, but they do face, uh, like I said, the the high rates of being behind on rent. And so um, in in that case, it's probably due to living in, in higher areas for housing. But Generally speaking, we know if housing comprises such a a large portion of people's budget, that leads to less money that they can spend on getting food for their families. And while there have been great improvements in um, boosting the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, aka SNAP or food stamps, we know that still that's not enough for families to make it through the entire month. And a lot of people, a lot of these women also live in places that are food deserts, right? That don't have grocery stores and that sort of thing. Exactly. And and so it's even harder to try to get nutritious food. And while there have been some progress over the past year with flexibilities like using SNAP dollars um, with online retailers, you can't always get the the best nutritious food from those online retailers, unfortunately. So what does your analysis suggest can be done to help? Because as you said, there is a temporary extension on many evictions, but there are landlords in court and it's taking people a bit of time to get money from the programs that do exist. That's right. And so we're very excited that the White House held an eviction summit that hopefully will help more courts get involved and hopefully more landlords to recognize the need to seek this federal rent relief rather than going to court to seek evictions. Unfortunately, even with the CDC eviction order, it's for non-payment of rent and it doesn't apply to other types of eviction proceedings. So one common loophole landlords have been using uh, is what's called a tenant holding over. So a tenant's lease expires and the landlord has not, for whatever reason, offered lease renewal and they're still living there and they're, they may be behind on rent, but the reason the land hold, the landlord is filing the eviction case is uh, under this tenant holding over exception. And so hopefully instead of landlords going that route, They'll go through rent assistance, and there are some key aspects to improving that relief because we know that application barriers such as as documentation hurdles and lack of options for those without internet access has really hampered um, that application process and, and getting the money out to tenants quickly. But Diane Yentel, the president and CEO of the National Low Income Housing Coalition, gave some pillars for getting that money out quicker. So one, applications should be simple. Two, aid should go directly to tenants if landlords don't participate in an application. So sometimes landlords don't participate. And unfortunately, the state or local agencies that are administering these funds are just waiting 
two weeks, maybe even longer, or not even offering direct assistance to tenants, and, and that needs to change. And then the third is whenever possible, people should be able to look to self-attestation. And so that means that we need to get rid of some of the documentation hurdles that just aren't feasible for a lot of poor people in the United States today. That was Sarah Hasmer at the National Women's Law Center, who adds that Black, Latina, and Asian women are also more likely to be in households that have lost employment income in the last month. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.